0: Welcome to B Movies and eBooks. I'm Craig
1: Wade, and I'm Brian Allen Delaney,
0: and it is episode 149. We're covering m- the brand new Mortal Kombat movie <laughs> <laughs> and War of Dictates by John Baltesberger. But before we get into that, what's up with you, Brian? Uh, not the audience.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll wait, go ahead and answer. Um, not too much. Just working on projects and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah me neither <laughs>
1: we've, <laughs> we've gone like six
0: weeks without a show and nothing Oh, near. oh i went to boston
1: well, I mean,
0: yeah yeah tra- Old
1: bean town
0: yeah traveled to boston it was uh it was cool uh i'd never been before it's neat that they aren't already in summer there like <laughs> it's just straight up like 60 degrees
1: and stuff is like
0: you know, everything feels amazing. <laughs> it's better yeah, than just...
1: They have, they have seasons up there on the East Coast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, like, we were talking to uh, somebody and they were like, yeah, what's it like in Houston? Like, I don't know. It's summer started. And they're like, no, no, really. Like, no, really? Summer started? <laughs>
1: like, it was it's, like it's 90 hot. degrees the other
0: day. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hot. Um, But, yeah, did that. Um, Saw the new Spiral movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. There uh, go. It was good. It was good. Um, and it, it kind of so saw is a weird franchise for me. Like I liked the movies. I never felt like they were iconic, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now that enough times passed, maybe I do kind of regard them to be up there. You know, I don't know. It's just because they came out like every year. We were just burned out of yeah. them by the end of it. But. Uh, it did kind of reinvigorate some of my uh, some of my interest to go back and revisit them. Um,
1: I, I mean, I think for like a lot of uh, people who were like younger mm-hmm. when they came out, I bet it's much more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, formative.
0: I can than see it, that,
1: and it is for us because, like you know, when we were growing up. We had, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, and like, and you know, Friday the Thirteenth, and then like weird ones like Critters and stuff, right? And it's, and it's like, I think for people who were, you know, young in the early two thousand, yeah, yeah, I could, I bet it's much bigger deal for them.
0: I could see that. I mean, the, so the new... So Spiral's way different than all of them in terms of tone and scope, you know? Like, uh-huh. there there's gadgets and, and gore, but at the same time, it doesn't really focus a lot on them. You know? Like, mm-hmm. the traps, it's not... Most of the time, you're not stuck in... Like, you're not with characters stuck in the traps. It's yeah. just they, they like... God, we keep every time i get a message it dings really loud on the podcast <laughs> because uh, well, i'm not that.
1: hearing it so
0: oh okay well maybe it does yeah, i think it does though but anyway um
1: i mean maybe. i don't care cuz <laughs> i don't hear it
0: <laughs> but uh but no i mean like it, it this one's mostly you know you're hanging out with the police trying to solve it and then it like flashbacks to the uh thing so it, it, to the different traps and all, so it, it's pretty neat uh, that they redid it. And apparently, like Chris Rock had a green greenlit and co-wrote it because he was such a fan of the franchise.
1: Yeah. Which so, is, like I heard about that too. It was, it was honestly surprising, but I mean, I don't, I don't know him personally. I don't know why it was surprising. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. You know, comedians always do that where they kind of defy expectations, although they normally kind of go into a drama to defy the expectations, not a not a horror movie. But I think that that's one thing that kind of made the movies not as iconic as they could have been to me., uh, the fact that they weren't scary, they're not scary movies, you know, they're just kind of gross and and in some cases pretty interesting from like a mystery type perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. but they weren't scary, you know, I don't know, Yeah. but whatever, it was good. It was great to finally go back to a theater after so long and, Mm -hmm. uh, it was cool. Cool. I I would recommend watching Saw or or Spiral from the book of Saw, (laughs) um, but anyway, um, but yeah, but oh, like I was saying, it also kind of piqued my interest in the other ones um, to revisit them. And so when I was gar- <laughs> gar- garbage can shopping at Walmart earlier, <laughs> they had all eight for eight bucks. Oh, wow. So I was like, of course, for, I mean, there's all the seven saws and then the jigsaw, the attempted yeah. other reboot of the franchise. Yeah. Which, which I also liked. <laughs> so... Anyway, but cool. uh, yeah, yeah, it was neat. Uh, you know, I never got around to watching Kong ver- or Godzilla versus Kong, and
1: you missed a movie.
0: <laughs>
1: was it as good as you thought that it would be? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, like, okay. So I think we talked about it last week or last oh, did episode. We? Oh, okay. I think I think we did, um, but I'll reiterate what I said there um it's basically the plot is borderline incoherent right Mm -hmm. but i loved every minute of it
0: so so i say i didn't watch it i watched like an hour of it but it was like very interrupted and then because it was so interrupted i was like "Eh, i'll just restart this later
1: and then i never Mm -hmm. did
0: and i think it fell off hbo max now
1: yeah, I think it was only on, like, streaming for, like, 30 days, and then it's off for a while, and then it's going to come back. That's huh. what they're doing with their, like, um, movies that are debuting streaming and uh, theater at the same time. Nope. Um, that's what they did with uh, Wonder Woman, and I think they're doing it also with Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, I think we have like six more days to watch Mortal Kombat. Glad we covered yeah. this timely. <laughs> I I will take full blame. I've had a crazy schedule the last few uh, months. So <laughs> anyway, I mean it's been it's been rough since mid March. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, well, there was some movie that was uh, slated for HBO Max, but because like. COVID recovery is going better than anticipated. They uh went like they killed the deal and it's going straight to theaters. And I can't remember the movie. I just read it today. But Warner Brothers is fully pulling out of a lot of the deal with HBO Max.
1: Weird. Yeah. I thought Warner I thought they like Merge the same company now.
0: I think that they're probably two different entities. Um mm-hmm. I also
1: they have like Streaming rights or whatever.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's causing conflicts. Uh, a lot of actors are pissed because, you know, these are movies that they shot pre-COVID, and mm-hmm. they were going to make money on the back end based on theater takes, you know, box office grosses and whatnot.
1: I know Nolan, Christopher Nolan, was pissed off about the um, just the deal in general. Oh, really? Yeah, about, like, having things streaming... At the same time that it's in theaters, I
0: like that you're on like a Nolan basis with them. You know, oh Noly yeah, boy, yeah. oh oh Chrissy. <laughs> that reminds me of my my dad uh, one time at a softball game. So like me and Brian grew up in Nolan Ryan's daughter's like the town next to where Nolan Ryan lived. And so, one day, like, Nolan Ryan's daughter was playing my sister at volleyball, and my dad goes to meet him, and he goes,
1: hey, Noli, come here.
0: <laughs> Noli.
1: I bet no one ever called him that.
0: <laughs> he didn't seem, my dad never really... Yeah, Was starstruck in any way about anything, you know? (laughs) Like, hey, Nolly, come here, bud. And he was like, what? (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know that about Christopher Nolan, though.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. Whenever that, whenever it was um, first like put out, like the the idea or the, it was announced, right? mm -hmm. He was like, pissed. Like, he gave statements and stuff about how it was gonna, like, ruin cinema and stuff like that.
0: He seems to have, like, a twig up his ass about that kind of stuff, though. Kind of like how cinema. David... Well, that and, like, how David Lynch is like, you know, you don't experience movies on a
1: smartphone.
0: And it's like, <laughs> you, yeah, you do. Like, come on, cut the shit. Racerhead makes exactly the same amount of sense watching and it. And
1: he did, like, uh... Short films for Netflix. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: No, like right after.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I get that it's better in a theater and it's better in like you know big uh, TV and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, eh, if all you got is a phone, watch the movie. I watched yeah. half of Mortal Kombat on my phone.
1: <laughs> you know, just cons- consume the media however you can. Yeah. Sort of thing.
0: Yeah. But. Uh. Mm, but whatever. That's, oh well, that's kind of like, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Zack Snyder this week. Um, Uh He was on Justin Long's podcast and he was talking about uh, this new Army of the Dead movie that he's Uh doing. Uh, It's his first time to shoot on digital, which I found weird for him.
1: Yeah. Because you figure... that shooting on film for like 300 would have made it ungodly hard to do yep but yeah he he was like yeah i never shot on uh
0: digital and this movie he had like i forget what oh the small red camera you know Uh uh-huh uh he had a friend that worked at red that lent him a camera and he was just mm-hmm. playing with it and he's like, "Well, I I want to I want to make a movie." And he ended up making Ar- Army of the Dead. Uh wait, is, is it's Army of the Dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. He ended up making that like on that with like these uh toy lenses. <laughs> and he was like uh Justin Long was like, "You know, why did you go that route?" And he's like, well, no real DP was going to shoot with toy lenses. <laughs> so he's like, so I decided to do it myself. Nice. It's weird. um, But yeah. So, uh, which that movie looks kind of cool. I, I, I'm excited to see it. I like zombie movies. Yeah. I like bank
1: heist movies. <laughs> I like Dave Batista. Yeah. I think he's a much more competent actor than people give him credit for. Who's shortchanging the Batista man. <laughs> No, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, like, you know, he's he's like Drax and he's in a couple of other action movies or whatever, but um, he was really good in Blade Runner 2049.
0: Yeah, he was Um, saying that that did more for his acting career than any of the Marvel movies have.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, he he was good. You know, he still had a fight scene in it, of course, but
0: (laughs) makes sense. But his
1: acting was good.
0: I haven't seen any of the Blade Runner movies. All two of them or the third. Wait,
1: cut. you've never seen the first one?
0: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Weird. I own multiple versions of it, too. <laughs> like, I should watch it <laughs> like at least see what the fuss is about. But no. It's nah. a
1: legitimate good movie.
0: Yeah. You told me it was slow and my interest was gone. Which doesn't, well, I mean, it really doesn't make sense if some, like, why I'm like that. Because I love mumblecore movies where nothing yeah. happens, but people talk. And my fucking favorite movie ever is Clerks, <laughs> where nothing happens. And yet I'm <laughs> like, uh, slow, I'll
1: skip it. Well, I mean, it's it's just, it's a noir film. Yeah. You know, it's basically a detective noir film. See, and I, uh, that sounds amazing. It is amazing,
0: Why you tell me to skip it then?
1: I did tell you to skip it.
0: (laughs) You knew how I'd take it. Oh, (laughs) my God. Yeah. uh, What else we got? What else? Uh, Oh, Quiet Place 2 uh, coming out soon. Uh Huh? Hmm. Did you see John Krasinski? Quieter (laughs) place. Now (laughs) even quieter. Um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are also suing the studios about back ends on that. 'Cause they were it was supposed to be a summer blockbuster and then Mm -hmm. they released it early and only gave it a six week span regardless of the time in theaters and so they're pissed about that. They're like, so it's not gonna it's not (laughs) you put it out you put it out as basically a movie to try to get people to go back to theaters where Mm -hmm. it's not gonna make a big box office and most of their money was supposed to come on the back end. But as much as I liked a quiet place
1: I really don't have much desire to watch part 2. I it was just like I feel like it didn't need one. Yeah. But okay. I will watch it. I mean, like,
0: <laughs> I forgot how it ended. Not like what happened to the character, but
1: I can't remember did they like defeat the the monsters? No. They like uh, defeated the one that was attacking them. Ah, okay. Huh.
0: Well, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: so, all right, you got anything else? Um, so it, this is kind of interesting. Um, DC Comics uh-huh. is actually launching a new horror imprint. Ooh. Um, so just specifically horror comics, and it is starting with a Conjuring Three, uh, comic book. But I mean, it's not it's not Conjuring Three comic book adaptation. It's a it's a new story set in the Conjuring universe, on in their new DC horror thing. What makes it Conjuring three then? Well, it's a like I don't know. It's a <laughs> it's like a prelude oh, to two. the Con- Conjuring okay. three, All right. so or a prequel or whatever. Um, but it's written by uh, the same screenwriter. Who did um, Conjuring Two and this new one, Devil Made Me Do It? Uh huh. Um, but yeah, but it's like the launch of a. That wasn't Lee Whannell, was it? Um.
0: No. He may have it, just done the first one, or, or maybe he didn't do it at all. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I. Uh, I, I thought that uh, Lee Winnell did it, because he does... This is,
1: this is David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick and Rex Ogle.
0: Huh. Uh, I guess Lee Winnell just wrote Insidious. could have sworn he was involved in Conjuring also, with James Wan as well, because James <laughs> Wan did them both, and they came out... Thinking back, I feel like those movies came out like within weeks of each other, but that's probably not what happened. It feels like it. Uh, I uh, I liked. I know people shit all over the Insidious movies, but I really liked them. Well, I liked um, I part don't... one. Part two one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> but um, I still haven't seen the. I still haven't seen that one. But I started like a while back. Uh, to go through and watch like a whole bunch of those like PG thirteen horror movies that I missed around that time, mm-hmm. um, and I was, I liked The Conjuring like a lot. Well, actually. that was rated R. Was it?
0: Yeah. It,
1: that one was.
0: Yeah, it was rated R for it, like I remember there was like some weirdness about it because content wise you'd expect for it to be PG thirteen, but it was like rated R for like intense fright or some shit like that. <laughs> Uh, I
1: hate that that's a thing now <laughs> Yeah, because it is like, it doesn't it like Disney plus and stuff. It'll tell you what it's rated for. And it's like, right. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, but,
0: uh, I don't know. Uh, In, Insidious had like, it was one of those movies kind of like drag me to hell. Another fantastic PG 13 movie. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But, um, but where like the, the soundtrack, was way too loud for it, you know. It's just like a loud movie, and so in theaters, it'd be like, ah, I mean, like, oh my god, you know, Drag Me to Hell have me, you know. I jump at movies, uh, like I, I'm I jump. I, I'm not like somebody that plays it cool during. Horror movies and shit, or try try to not. If shit just all of a sudden gets bam and just starts
1: yelling at you, hell yeah, yeah, I jump. And so, like, I just pictured you like putting on sunglasses and then elbowing the TV. You're know, like, hey, <laughs> like, playing it cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the horror. Hey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. <laughs> huh. Uh but no I mean like it was just both of them were crazy loud movies maybe I just went to a bad theater with <laughs> blown out speakers. <laughs> yeah, it but,
1: says, rated R for sequences of disturbing violence and terror. And yeah, there you go. Yeah I remember it was dumb like it, it, Oh. But, looking at the parents guide there's a lip kissing scene at the beginning. Oh no. Um <laughs> I'm going to say that
0: whole, like, uh, early to mid 2010s movies, I feel like, uh, what's that one? Uh, the one with, like, Mr. Boogeyman or whatever the hell, with Ethan Hawke. Oh, God. It's going to kill me. Uh, Mr. Boogeyman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like, lived in the pictures and shit. Uh, <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> I don't know the name of this movie, and I don't know what to Google. Ethan Hawke, Boogeyman movie. Anyway, that one's my favorite. <laughs> Let me see.
1: Okay, I'm, I love
0: <laughs> Sinister Two. Yeah, Sinister. There we go. That was my favorite of the bunch because, like, those uh, Conjuring, Insidious, and uh, Sinister was like the same approximate time yeah. span. And like sinister, people shit on that movie, but that's a that's a genuinely like unnerving movie, like mm-hmm. genuinely. And The Conjuring didn't do anything
1: for me, like nothing. I just thought it was a like a legitimate good movie. Yeah, it was. A, I didn't think it was scary. I just thought it was a well done movie. I will say,
0: part two, part two, freaked me out a little. The Conjuring two, uh-huh. but I did. It was whenever I was waking up at three thirty to work out in my garage. And so I watched it like in my garage at three thirty in the morning while rains, like a, a thunderstorm was going on outside. And I was like, maybe, you know, this is just like optimal com- conditions to
1: check that movie out, but whatever. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no, just maybe Rob Zombie's Monsters reboot is going to be on Peacock.
0: <laughs> is it a TV show or is there a yeah.
1: movie? Oh, uh, no, it's a film.
0: It's a film. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm down.
1: I mean, like, I kind of feel at this point, and maybe it maybe it'll be different, but I kind of feel like at this point, Peacock is just where things go to die.
0: You know, yeah, that's gonna be sold off wholesale to like HBO Max soon. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I feel that way. What was that one that it was out last year? Quibi? Oh yeah,
1: and that was like right after Sam Raimi did like that deal to do a whole bunch of horror movies on it or a horror shorts on it, Mm-hmm. and then it just like never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it's all not dead. A thing anymore. Yeah, that was
0: a dumb idea. Anyway, it was just that was it? Huh?
1: Was it like short films?
0: To to throw billions of dollars into short films? Yes, uh, that oh, were yeah. only billions optimized for dollars, your phone. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a multi-billion-dollar project that most of which were filmed in tall screen and optimized
1: just that for was, your phone. That was actually like the. Requirements was you had to do it like vertically, yeah. I mean, otherwise, like if it was just now, that's ruining cinema. Don't do things vertically, <laughs> you hear us all of TikTok. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but TikTok is perfect for what it is, yeah. And but but I don't have any urge to watch a whole movie in tall screen at all. What what are you I mean yours? I would just I would hate that. <laughs> I thought you were just like, Oh my god, when's this segment gonna end? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean um, that too. Yeah. Well all right, we'll be right back with our review
0: of uh the, the movie. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mortal yeah. Kombat. All right, we're back. We're talking Mortal Kombat. You have like eight days or six days or something to watch this on HBO Max.
1: Well, it depends on if we put this out in a timely manner. You're right. It could be gone by the time we actually post this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I hope you enjoyed Mortal Kombat as much as we did or didn't. I don't know how Brian felt, so (laughs) let's get into it. All right, so this was like I was very much anticipating this, you know, because the trailers were had, like, insane violence, and, you know, we were big Mortal Kombat fans growing up.
1: Uh Hell yeah. remember getting, like, kicked out of Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> we got kicked out? Uh No, we didn't get kicked out, but we pissed off everyone else in the theater. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and then the ushers came by and was like, can you guys please shut up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you remember whenever we, uh, we left uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer? And the people in the l- were in line. It was like a big deal, and we were like, you know, I can't believe every single person died. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know, I was I was really really pumped about this, and uh, I'm just gonna say up top, I I was a little let down, and I think it was mostly by my own expectations.
1: Mm-hmm. Built it up too much.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It, it did take me three tries to finish this movie. Really? Yeah, but mostly just, like I said, scheduling. Like, shit kept popping up. I'm like, oh, come on. So, it, you know, it wasn't a chore to watch or anything like that. It just was like, uh, you know, just at bad times that I kept trying to watch it. But, yeah. so, it starts off with a fight uh, between... What? Sub-Zero oh, and Scorpion. You already know from the top he's Scorpion, so it doesn't really matter, but, you know. Yeah. Sub-Zero was just like...
1: Uh, especially if you've ever played any of the more recent games, um, because it literally calls him that name. That's oh, really? Hanzo or, or whatever his name uh, <laughs> Yeah, Hanzo H- H- Hazashi. Yeah. They call him that all the time. That's what they call him most of the time in the...
0: In oh, new ones. Uh, well, I tapped out at like Mortal Kombat. I don't know four or something. Was there a four?
1: Yeah, the four was the first like three D one.
0: Yeah, that's definitely when I tapped out because I was like, nope, yeah. nope, won't be doing this. Um,
1: I just know all this because they had Mortal Kombat uh, eleven on Game Pass, mm-hmm. and so I have it, and it's awesome.
0: I I love the games, they're great, but yeah, but uh, I definitely lost interest around the time that you know it started going 3D. You could sidestep. Yeah. I like, no, 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 we're here for Luke <laughs> Kang to s- sweep the leg a million times. That's why we're here. <laughs> um, but so there, you know, it starts off with the fight, and can we just mention up top how badass Sub Zero is in this movie? Like, yes. He's like way better than I thought he was going to be.
1: He he's like why do they even need the other bad guys? Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I mean I, and there was crazy shit, you know, like my favorite thing and probably a lot of people's favorite thing was late in the movie during the, one of the longer fights. When he punches and the blood flies like it does in the game. uh, Mm -hmm. And he froze the blood and stabbed him with it. Yeah. Like, what in the (laughs) hell? That was just insane. Um, But as far as this movie goes, in terms of plot, there's not much.
1: Well, see, I was going to say, okay. So, there is a lot about this movie to like. Okay? Uh Um, Like, I think, you know, the, the overall, like, production design and the like costuming and stuff like that is amazing. Like top notch. Especially like if you look at it compared to the other Mortal Kombat movies. (laughs) But like the special effects were good. The fight choreography was good. Like everything was really really well done. Even the acting you know for like a Mortal Kombat movie. There was a lot of good stuff going on. Right? The thing that I didn't like about it at all was actually the plot <laughs> yeah
0: the plot <laughs> because it literally yeah. was just like hey maybe we go over here and we'll meet someone else hey maybe yeah. we go over here oh and that's someone else and, and it, and it,
1: okay I I get what it is because like again if you if you play the more recent games there's actually a ton of like Mortal Kombat backstory and lore now yeah okay like including it's Multiple timelines and stuff mm-hmm. now. Okay. And it's complicated. And the thing is, th- I think they were trying to do that with the whole, like, oh, well, you know, Outworld has won nine out of ten uh, tournaments, and the next one they win, they get Earth. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And, but the thing is, like, A, nobody cares about that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> B, for sure. Me, they tried so hard to like not make it about a tournament but that, then just made a movie that was a tournament absolutely yeah uh, and that's the
0: like most frustrating thing about it like we're here to see the tournament i don't give a shit about backstories they literally could have just dropped in a tournament with nothing else nothing else and i'd have been happier
1: like, yeah, like, even this cool young guy. It's like they could have just taken him and just like teleported him into the tournament, and then he wouldn't have known what was going on. Yeah, like, this fight. Yeah. It's like okay, that would have been fine. <laughs>
0: that would have been a <laughs> badass movie plot. Just like hey, <laughs> sitting at your cubicle and just <gasps>
1: like What? Yeah, why is like, that guy got four I'm arms? Like, oh, in, in your mind, he works at a cubicle. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. An MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, it's like. Essentially, though, that would have been the movie Predators. I didn't watch it. Because that's basically the the plot to Predators.
0: Yeah, I never saw it. Uh, I keep hearing it's <laughs> what? good. I, you know, I don't know that I've ever watched Predator 1 all in one sitting. What? Yeah, uh, which is weird since I've seen Predator 2 a million
1: times. Predator 2 I I think is just as good as Predator 1. May, m- maybe a little less, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've Predators seen is is like legitimately a
0: good movie. I've the seen Adrian all Brum. of Predator, just not in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I can, I can tell you all about Predator, but uh-huh. I have just never seen it all in one sitting. But what's weird is I never saw it till like we lived in apartment one, which is way really? late for me to ever watch that movie. Yeah. Bizarre, huh?
1: Yeah. I think I saw that movie when I was like six.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw Predator two when it came out. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know why that wasn't like ever a rental for us. <laughs> we never rented it. Why do we rent the stuff a thousand times, but not, <laughs> but not Predator? I have no clue. Um, but yeah, um, but anyway, back to it. Yeah, it, it, like we're here to see a, a, a tournament. You know, like
1: that's literally, what Mortal Kombat is. Yeah,
0: and and instead, we're treated to, like you said, it was wasn't a tournament, but it may as well have been, because
1: it, it was just it was just a bunch of uh fight scenes one after the other. Which, honestly, don't get me wrong, that's what I was there to see, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> but, the, the, but it's like they didn't have to go through all that trouble with like, you know, a this random new person. Um, which we'll get into in a second. And then, like, you know, trying to not be a tournament. Like, they could have just just done the same movie, but in a tournament structure, and it literally would have been the same movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: But, uh, okay, I'll, I will also say my other gripe is that there wasn't enough finishing moves.
1: Yeah, especially since that was, like, one of the things that they said about this movie coming up, that it was going to be, like ultra-violent and that the finishing moves were actually, like, in the movie. Now, I will say, though, that the first one that really happened, the one with Kung Lao and the hat... Yeah. That, that was... a took ama- me by surprise. And I was like, what, what the... Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> like, it took me out of, uh... Out of, uh... You know... It basically just took me by surprise, because at that point, the movie's an hour and 50 minutes long, and that's probably an hour and 10 minutes in, maybe an hour and 20 minutes in. It's pretty far into the movie. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> just this bizarre ass, like, big time, uh, uh, you know, gory finishing movie. I mean, he's... Spoilers he he saws the who, Melina in half?
1: No, no, it when, was uh one of the oh. ones from like one of the random sequels. Yeah, um, Dragon Lady. Yeah. Natara. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He saws her in half with his hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I like... Mean, te- technically that's the second finishing move in the movie because like Kano rips out Reptile's heart before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna but, say that. But still, I mean like a heart rip, come on. There was one of those in Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it wasn't even like a gory heart rip because no. Reptile was so, uh, you know, non-human in yeah. it that it was like he fought a monster, you know? Which, I mean, I guess he did. Wonder. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, so th- that was going against it for me. The other thing going against it was... They kind of, they were introducing characters that didn't, uh, they didn't explain where they came from, which I was fine with. However, yeah. they also wasted a lot of, of other backstory on characters that I can give a shit, a single shit about at all. <laughs> like uh, the, uh, I forget the dude, uh, the, the robot guy, uh, what the hell was his name? Cabal? Uh, yes. Cabal. They wasted he's not the w- a robot. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in a little robot just- suit. <laughs> but they gave him like a backstory where he's like, you know, you you really burnt me, Kano, and that's why I'm in this iron lung. And Kano's like, I know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, you you were the You were the black dragon back in the day. And he's like, I sure was. And it's like, come on. None of that's needed. Come on. Let's get to the fighting. Fight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I don't know. I had very specific demands out of this movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: I will say, though, that Kano was probably my favorite part of the whole movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I, I mean, he was largely, like, comic relief, but, like... I think the fact that everyone else in the movie hated him, yeah, made it better. Yeah, <laughs> he was
0: great. Um, yeah, I would definitely rewatch this movie. I just think that it was probably a letdown for everybody that was r- eagerly anticipating it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it depends. If you're super far into it, like if you're like real diehard Mortal Kombat fan, then I think there was a lot of like. Easter eggs and references that you'd probably be happy to see, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And like deep cuts, like the Rico and Natara, like lady, right? But the average person doesn't care, yeah, like about those people, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I also kind of had a weird, you know, feeling about the actual main character, Cole. Uh, yeah um i don't know it just kind of seemed like a weird shoehorn and i get that you're supposed to have like a point of view character whenever you're dropped into a world like this right but i don't know like (sighs) his power actually bothered me is that weird Okay? Because, like, you know, you, you get Kano shoots lasers out of his eyes or whatever, and, like, Liu Kang shoots fireballs, and then he gets, like, magical armor that, like, takes hits and then gives him super strength out of it. Right? And mm. it's, like... He also so, had some fire capabilities from time to time, too. Yeah. but <laughs> But it's, like... It, it's like he got a power that basically like let him be yeah. unbeatable. Because <laughs> I mean, every time they would hit him, he would just get stronger. And I kinda, I get what it is. It's probably like a sort of a reference to like when you get hit so much, your special meter goes up. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it, it's probably what that really was. But it just made him kind of boring because you, you you're like, oh, well, he's not going to get hurt. You know what rubbed me the wrong way? Well, <laughs> out of everything in this
0: movie? The fact that when Jax got his powers, it was like mechan- like the mechanics yeah. of his arms rebuilt themselves.
1: Like So So what what would he what would have happened if he didn't have robot arms yet? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And who put those on him? That I also
0: was wondering that. Like The monks. <laughs> huh.
1: How did, better
0: question, how did he get there? Yeah. Did did one of the (laughs) guys,
1: like, go get him?
0: I don't know. Well, Raiden could have just... Yeah. Got him. But that also didn't really make sense. If Raiden could have done that for any time, like, why did they have to, like, group, (laughs) you know, find each other? Why wouldn't he just, like, (laughs) you're all the fighters?
1: Better question... There's one point where Cole asks Raiden if he can teleport anyone he wants anywhere, and he's like, "Absolutely!" And then they formulate a plan, right, to like fight the bad guys one on one. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just like teleport the bad guys into the sun? (laughs) Well, I think I do know the answer to that. Oh yeah, because Raiden was a
0: stickler about the rules, whereas.
1: But then why did he help them? Teleport them into fighting positions. <laughs> I like whenever. That's still helping.
0: I like whenever he was like, You weren't supposed to help us. <laughs> and Rage is like, Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all in all, what did you think? I mean, a scale of one to five.
1: I mean, it's okay. It's a fun movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, I kind of wish everything had the same, like, Okay, the, the beginning scene with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, right, um, is, like, actually very serious and very, like, has a lot of gravitas to it, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, whenever I first watched this, I was like, damn, this movie is gonna go hard. Right? Yeah. And then it wasn't. It yeah, was the- a lot of, like, played for laughs stuff and, and everything like that, right? And... I kind of wish it had stuck with that original like really serious tone, which I know is weird for like a video game movie, <laughs> right? But like I think it could have pulled it off, you know, as judged by what the beginning was. Um like I said the plot kind of bothered me because it was it was clearly a tournament movie anyway, right? Yeah. Um and you know, there were some other questionable choices or whatever, but I think overall it was enjoyable, mm-hmm. right? Um, I actually watched it twice, because I watched it like the day it came out, and then I watched it again before we did the show. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked it for what it was. Um, I'd probably go like three and a half
0: yeah, I can see that. I I'm gonna go three out of five. Like I enjoyed it. I, I probably will watch it again, and maybe not in the next six days, but I'll find <laughs> a time, sometime, to watch it again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. It just didn't meet my expectations. Light on plot. Great fighting.
1: Yeah. Decent enough acting. The fight, scenes, acting. Were, the fight yeah. scenes were pretty
0: great. Yeah. So. I enjoyed it, um, but I still think it could have been better, you know?
1: But whatever. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I, no complaints. It's, it was, it's still by far the best live action Mortal Kombat movie. There's a lot of people that
0: will uh, say the first one in the 90s was the best. It's good, though. I mean, I like that movie too. Johnny
1: Page punching Goro in the nuts. (laughs) It's good. It's classic cinema.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we'll be right back with our review of War of Dictates by John (laughs) Baltisberger.
1: And then he signs a headshot. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, we're back. We are talking War of Dictates by John Baltisberger. I I really hope that I'm saying his name right. Um and it's not like Baltisburger.
1: Is is it weird that I kind of hope you're not? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, yeah, uh, we met you Hi, poet. What? That's a he also goes by.
0: Yeah, but I mean he
1: uh, I'm he, just saying like <laughs> on social media and stuff.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw his website, it's kaijupoet.com, Um and we met him at what was that? Houston Pop-Up Horror Con or Houston Film Festival uh. Pop-Up or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we got this book. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh he runs uh what's that? Uh, Madness Heart Press. Mm-hmm. And but this is a Deathhead Press title. Um and uh yeah so I went into this book knowing almost nothing uh, uh, about it except for it was nominated I believe it's nominated for a Splatterpunk award maybe I <laughs> maybe I dreamt that um but um yeah so uh it, but he told us that you know he writes uh Jewish horror fiction yeah. And I don't believe that I've ever read any Jewish horror fiction other than this. Now, mm-hmm. now some of... Uh, what was it? Sam Raimi. Some of the stuff in the extended Evil Dead universe uh, were, you know, uh, Hebrew-derived or, you know, that
1: kind of stuff. I, it, it, but, actually, it happens quite a bit, actually. Because, um, I mean, like... If you get into anything that's uh like the occulty side of religion, mm-hmm. like even like prophecy and stuff like that, where it's dealing with like angels and demons, mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from like extended like Jewish tradition and stuff. So I guess no, I mean not all of it, but a lot of it does. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess uh, I am thinking strictly thing, which even this one isn't really strictly, but uh, strictly things that don't extend into uh, Christianity, which I realize Christianity is an offset of Judaism, <laughs> but, but you know, it's pared down and extended a different way. And so... So you're talking uh,
1: like golems and stuff. Yeah,
0: dibbs and all that kind of stuff uh that didn't yeah. really make it into christianity um or, or at least modern christianity um mm-hmm. so you know if we if we counted otherwise i mean i think most christian horror would fall into it um, yeah. but uh but anyway yeah it just kind of raised my my antennas when he said that because i i don't think that i'd ever read any and this book, um, you know, I started reading. I'm probably 30% in, and then I sent him a text because the formatting, well, not a text. <laughs> we aren't on like a first name basis, but I sent him a message on Facebook and was like, hey, the formatting, I- is this poetry? <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here um, uh, because, you know, I-, I basically read just, you know, normal narrative. Uh, just regular narrative, not really verse or anything like that. And so, anyway, but um, he's—I'm yeah, sure he's like, "Dude, you're 30% in, and you're just now figuring out." Just now Shits, shits in a. Every
1: line is indented. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it—it it definitely, you know, it falls into a meter. Whenever you're yep. reading it, so you know, I knew something was going on. There was some, there was some Shakespearean thing <laughs> happening here, uh, but yeah, I really think the only uh, you know epic poem, even though Shakespeare isn't really po poetry, It's just it has iambic pentameter and in, in a play, the
1: sonnets stuff for poetry. Yeah, but I'm talking
0: about like Romeo and Juliet and stuff. No, no, I, that's just metered. I think the only long-form uh, poem that I've ever read is the Iliad, other than... Yeah, this.
1: I was about to say, didn't we read that, or the Odyssey And oh, school? Oh, shit, yeah, okay, so those two. Yeah.
0: Because the Odyssey um, is a poem, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure... Didn't we have to do Gilgamesh? God dang it, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit,
0: I, I'm just a... I'm a poetry connoisseur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure if you want to get... Well, I mean, if you want to get down to it, we also had, like, poetry sections in English class. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Where
1: yeah. We had to do, like, Whitman and stuff. But, like...
0: But I'm talking about, is, like, long... You know, long
1: form... Long form would poetry. Would probably be the three... Yeah. Odyssey, Iliad, and
0: Gilgamesh. Yeah. And so this, you know, uh, this, uh, basically this is uh, the story of, you know, Fallen Angels, and and, uh, I'm blanking on it, the names. Come on, Brian Grigori. Uh, Yeah. The
1: Watchers.
0: Yeah. And it's like a story, uh, mostly from, uh, one uh one person's perspective for the most point and one person one of their perspective Ashmande <laughs> Ashmande
1: He's technically not a gregory but yeah, yeah
0: but he's also not a person <laughs> like, Yeah <he's> <laughs> uh but yeah uh, and it's kind of the story of all time
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean it's it's basically um the story of uh the fall basically, mm-hmm. right, of, of these angels and then their influence on mankind mm-hmm. uh, throughout the ages. Till present, yeah. basically.
0: Yeah. It was a, such... A, okay, so the book... Uh, this is something that I could go back and read and I think that if I took my time and, like, read this little by little, you could get a lot more out of it than reading it all in one sitting, you know?
1: A, a but r- like, I will say, like, I kind of wanted to read it all in one sitting. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and and I think the the meter and stuff actually helped it mm-hmm. with that because like it flowed so well. And there were parts of it, you know, the the rhyme scheme's not the same like for the entire book or anything like that. Yeah. Um, like the you know the main character speaks in haiku, but like. But even then, every once in a while, you know, the the internal rhyme scheme and stuff will um, will change. And it almost becomes, like, how... This is going to be a weird thing. But, like, Eminem will throw, like, internal rhymes inside the line.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. You went <laughs> a like different a direction of- than I did. Because I, I, I went Hamilton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, well, yeah, I mean, it's the same sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so... It it actually like the flow uh, of the meter just kind of helps it read even like faster, mm-hmm. right? And it it was it was really enjoyable read, you know. Like when we talked to him, you know, uh, the the viewers aren't gonna be or listeners aren't gonna be able to see the cover, but he had me when he said Jewish Cinnabite. and I was like awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is basically what he described, it. and and so I was like, you got me, I'm into it, and like it was like in incredibly like interesting, you know, um, like as a story, mm-hmm. because I'm a sucker for one of like this kind of thing anyway, mm-hmm. um, but like the way like he was able to like kind of weave in
0: mm-hmm.
1: like um. You know his his characters and what they did throughout history and still make it feel like believable and then everything comes together like it was it was really well done and it was like I did, I really didn't want to put it down okay like honestly so I will say I will say uh around oh me neither like I agree yeah
0: I, I read this all uh well I read it in two sittings not one yeah but me two but um, I, it was a quick read. I'm sure that probably maybe two hours, if even that. Yeah, it was a quick read. It was so well written that I never want to write again. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my god, if he's he's working with this, what the fuck am I
1: <laughs> even trying? Pumping out. Epic poetry. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so anyway, every once in a while, uh, you come across something like this uh, that just completely defies expectation. Um, it was—it's it, weird because for something nominated for a splatterpunk award,
1: yeah, I don't, best collect. I looked it up. Best what? Collection. Huh. I guess. So maybe it's counting each little, like, chapter, well, not chapter, but section as a different short story. I could see it. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. They were, like, yeah. loosely connected, some of them. But- yeah. Yeah. I mean,.
0: Um uh, but uh, yeah it it just was so well done uh, like i I can't believe uh, that uh that this uh, maybe I've just missed out on some of the buzz I mean I had heard about it when it came out uh but mostly you know we're friends with the Head press dudes and uh yeah. follow them on social media and I, I'm, I'm I'm friends with uh john on on Facebook, so I'd seen that this book was out, but at the same time, we see you know a lot of books coming out and yep. and i i I was just floored at how good and how just just uh how great and epic of a book this was. This had like the coolest uh noah's Ark uh yeah. Like, depiction that I've ever seen. And at times, I
1: I I, will say, uh, in anticipation of this book, um, I did rewatch Noah. So,
0: (laughs) midway through this book, I did put this down and read the book of Enoch um, Uh just because I was like, okay, I had read this before. You know, everybody, well, you know, I grew up Protestant. He's
1: the one that just goes back up into heaven, right? You know
0: what? Or is that Ezekiel? I think I think it's Ezekiel. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't remember because I did fall asleep reading the Book of Enoch. (laughs) But that's where my break kind of happened. But but I I will (laughs) say that
1: uh, that uh, no, Enoch went up into heaven with God too. That
0: makes sense because he was kind of reporting on on all the stuff going on. Yeah, it was like but when he
1: came down, right, like, when, when Enoch came to town, it was like, you know, okay, like, it was like, I don't know, the way it was described and the way it was like, um, you, you, the way I envisioned it and whatever in this book, it was like some sort of supernatural Clint Eastwood coming to town. And it was like such a, like... <laughs> I don't know, like, a co- like this book really does live up to the, like, word epic poetry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, I don't know, it was it was really neat. I can't, like, I don't want to give away a whole lot, because, I mean, this is a really recent book, but, yeah.
0: Did it come out this I year or last? Uh, 2020. 2020? Huh. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I'm the same way, I don't want to give a, a lot of this away, but I think that... You know, if you come from... You know, you grew up Catholic. I grew up mm-hmm. Protestant. Uh, Somehow we're friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> we made it work. No, <laughs> But, like, you know, I wonder um, how... You know, if you grew up without religion, how this book would move you or or pique your interest or anything. Because this does... Uh, like you said, this is more on the more uh, mystical side of, uh, uh, I, I, you know, Judaism. Um, and I, I guess, like, when we were in high school, uh, that's where the Book of Enoch kind of popped up for me the first time. <laughs> uh, and just generally all the kind of Gnostic Gospels and discarded texts. Uh, uh, Apocrypha. The, Apocrypha, there we go yeah and those were like oh my gosh this is this is some crazy stuff what (laughs) this was this was
1: uh this was in the bible
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: why would you get rid of this
0: yeah and so i don't really know that i'd gone back and read well i did read it again during humanities in college but shit that's been 15 years ago you know so uh, anyway i did want to go refamiliarize myself at least with the book of Enoch um but yeah this really felt a lot like uh, biblical and, and now it also didn't feel biblical in <laughs> in certain points but you know it it's just written so well <laughs> like yeah. i can't get over a lot of it but uh, again back to i don't know that this is splatterpunk or anything like that there's some really gross depictions of screwed I'd say it up starts shit starts
1: off pretty pretty splatterpunk yeah yeah and then there's some parts toward like the end and everything but like to me it to me it honestly and this isn't really a criticism this is or this isn't really a negative to me it didn't even feel that horror right yeah um, I, c- I know it was and i know you know a lot of the things he, like, even uh, just some of the things he was describing, like the depictions of the angels and things like that, and their flesh crafting and things, is, like, very horror. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, on a Lovecraftian basis and stuff like that, right? But it's, like, to me, like, the the story wasn't scary. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it didn't have, like, that feel to it. It just felt more like you were reading, like, a really jacked up book of the Bible. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, where they're basically just <laughs> playing war games with humanity. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, uh, and and even the person that you're rooting for kinda yeah. kind of has indifference, kind of indifference toward humanity. Uh, but indifference is better than malevolence, I guess. That is true. (laughs) So, anyway. um, But, yeah, I think, you know, if you are interested in in religion uh, or, you know, if you grew up religious, basically, if you are aware of it, you're going to get a lot more out of this book. and. I don't think. Yeah,
1: if you know some of the context.
0: Yeah, and there, I mean, these are deep cuts. I didn't know uh, quite a few of these characters. I, I, I uh, you know, had Google by my side, to kind of refamiliarize myself with, with uh, some of these. Uh, and the way that he presents them, some of the characters are just like, and then this guy shows up and with no backstory, yeah. and so you're like, shit, who's that guy? You know, so. But but it really works. It's definitely one of the most epic things uh, in terms of scope and everything that I've read, but basically maybe I've ever read. (laughs) You know.
1: Yeah. If if I could like, I really liked this book. Uh Okay, but I will say, towards the end, Mm -hmm. it did start getting a little. I don't want to say confusing, but maybe cluttered, right? Because uh the the chapters at that point or the sections at that point get a lot smaller, mm-hmm. right? And so it kind of just jams in a whole bunch more stuff like and kind of just it's almost like at the beginning it has all this room to breathe and world build and then as it gets closer and closer to present day, all the sections get smaller and faster and more congested almost, right? And so some of the, the last bits were a little bit maybe harder to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would think, like... I mean, I wouldn't have mind, minded if this was expanded, you know, like, twice the size even of what can- it was to, like, flesh out those parts. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, it, it, it doesn't really detract a whole bunch from the book for me. Because, I mean, they were still enjoyable... But I don't think they were as, you know, on the same scale as the, the first sections, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean...
1: That's that's like my only real criticism.
0: Well, I, I think a lot of it... Um, so, if you start reading... Hold on. If you go to page 121, um, and this is something that I noticed at the time... Uh, Dates. so yes, so that war of dictates basically uh-huh. from that point on, it's just different, you know, different major historical events. uh yeah. which all of it is historical events, but you know, it, that's kind of like a, divi- a dividing part where it's just, uh, you know, r- relatively recent histories, not billions of years ago or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and. I almost feel like you need to treat that whole section completely apart from before, you know. And that's the part I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it, I almost felt like that was not an appendix or anything like
1: that. Like but a, a series of epilogues. Yeah, yeah. It, it's basically, it's the endings to Lord of the Rings, to Return of the King. How the movie ends... And then there's 45 minutes of more endings. I wouldn't know. I've
0: never seen any Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> you should watch only the extended cuts.
0: You know, that's another one. I got the Blu-rays around here. <laughs> Just if if we
1: got 12 hours to kill one day.
0: I mean, I'll do it. Them. You want to hang out? You want to cap off the end of our our uh, quarantine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the last time we ever hang out. And <laughs> Just watching all the Lord of the Rings. Um or I got all these 8 Saw movies, probably same running time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why not both, man? Yeah. What'd you do this weekend? I watched 8 Saw movies and then all the Lord <laughs> of the Ring.
1: <laughs> no, we 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 put them to, like fold them together, we shuffle them. Oh
0: dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, not even in order. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think uh now I do think as much as I enjoyed this, I think this could be off-putting for some people that are expecting a straightforward narrative, you know. Yeah. Um I think uh, that it could be off-putting for people that generally like you know, this felt like like we said th- there's a lot of like fantasy type elements in this uh And it could be off-putting for people that expect horror. You know, it could be off-putting for the wrong, uh, you know, it definitely has a certain crowd that is going to get the maximum enjoyment out of this book. But even, I feel like if you fall outside of, you know, the outside of the wheelhouse uh, for that, you still should be able to enjoy how, how well crafted the book is, you know, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is the first uh, title of his I've read. It will not be the last. I, yeah, I,
1: I definitely want to check out some more of his stuff.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So, we're we're scale one to five-ing it.
1: Um, I'm going to go a conservative four and a half.
0: A conservative four? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to say a four out of five. I enjoyed the hell of, out of it. I think it was it was great. Uh like you said I could see it being expanded upon and building upon this um uh, I really 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 enjoyed it. Um yeah. I don't know you know I, I'm more prone to uh, to enjoying straightforward narratives. I don't know that this story
1: would work as well
0: if this was just a a straightforward, you know, regular prose like
1: you're saying if it wasn't written in epic pro poetry.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think that it would work half as well. Um it would feel more like Constantine or something. <laughs> <laughs> it would cheapen it. Um Hey. Hey I'm not shitting on Constantine. I- I've seen fifteen minutes of that movie. I think I got oh all I need.
1: It's just kind of like everything is like, oh, yeah, I started that one <laughs> <It's like,
0: laughs> yeah, This is the episode where where I show my hand of all the movies that I haven't seen. Dude, I have, I'm looking at two different copies of uh, Close Encounters. Never seen that movie.
1: Like Close Encounters of the Third Kind?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what other?
1: They're technically, like I saw an off-brand movie the other day that was Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Um, I started it not so good.
0: Oh, Really? I've actually heard yeah. good stuff about that. It, it was relatively recent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll finish it. But <laughs>
1: like, um, you ever see Close Encounters? And he like he builds the the mountain out of the mashed potatoes.
0: No, ever seen it. Probably sucks. <laughs>
1: it's actually like a legitimately good ask
0: me thing. how many times I've seen dr giggles
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god yeah
1: dr giggles whenever I was younger like actually freaked the hell out of me I know like it,
0: it does it doesn't hold up I wanted you know, to
1: there was there was like a couple of scenes mm-hmm. that like legitimately scared me yeah <laughs>
0: Was it the big band aid on the face? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> it was one of the parts with like a drill, and like he went through a door or something.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: I don't know why. I don't you know, know why. what? You know, watch come out.
0: I don't know. We were kids. I watched that movie twice during quarantine. <laughs>
1: 1992. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were nine. nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing that we were nine and it still freaked
0: me out. I'm laughing that we were watching it at nine.
1: It's on Hulu?
0: Wait, what? Hey, you want to review Dr. Giggles next episode? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Are we done here?
1: Uh, Sure. All
0: right, so join us next week. um, Or not next week. Whenever we decide to have a show again um join us and we're going to be doing secret santa by andrew schaefer and the shutter film slacks now what's that brian you want to tell the audience what that movie's about
1: it's killer pants
0: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah that'll be next episode